And now, on with the show. Welcome, 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 everyone. Here we are for yet another episode of Weekend Watch. I'm your host, Spencer, here with Keith. Hey. And David. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm ready to talk about some movies and, and things. Fuck yeah. David? I, I hurt when I'm away. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. How'd you hurt? How did you hurt yourself? Did you poop too hard? And you strained well, your knee? <laughs> I pooped so hard that I strained my knee. Did you tear your ACL pooping? <laughs> pushing, pushing a fat shit out. <laughs> Did you see him just like slamming his foot up against the wall trying to get better leverage and he just puts too much pressure on it? I was not even thinking out. about like, like you, the image that popped into my head was not me like bracing with my leg. It was just me straining so hard <laughs> that, that like, just like the, like the force you across my body is just like snapping from the force of it, you know? No, I was thinking just. You know, really, really digging into the wall, cracking tile. And <laughs> unfortunately, you just found a stud and you couldn't break through it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I need to get some, sorry, stirrup. need <laughs> get some stirrups <laughs> installed on the toilet. Fucking <laughs> 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 seatbelt, you know, like oh. the like quad extensions machine at the gym that has the handles right on the side. Just, or that's like, what you need. You need bear down handles, like yeah. or like or, a like a four point strap in harness, like they yeah. use in like race, race cars. cars. So, this is a piece of leather on the counter next to you to bite down on. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was good timing. I almost that was almost an actual spit take. Oh, that's just bear, bear down handles, stirrups, and a leather strap to bite down on. <laughs> that will save your knees. Well, we solved that problem. Or you could just eat more fiber, I guess. <laughs> and then your knees will be fine. <laughs> what uh, are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not well, talking no, about we solved the, movies we solved, and things. Like, like we, we solved the pooping <laughs> problem. Now it's time to solve the what to watch problem. What to watch yeah. while you convalesce. Uh, what so, will I be watching while I'm bearing down and trying to <laughs> shove this monster out? <laughs> Just take a picture after. I gotta get a. I gotta get a look at this warlock. <laughs> Don't you gotta send it to all the girls in your house as well? Isn't that? Oh yeah. That oh yeah. You threaten to send pictures of your poop to to all the girls who live in your house. Well, if I'm going to drop an earth shaker that we just described, I'm definitely going to send it to like everyone that I know. Yeah, I would assume like that one. You, one, you just for posterity, like people need to know what has come Six into existence. Ounce, 14 ounces. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very healthy. It was a little early, but, you know, Stu is just fine. Now. <laughs> Premature poop. <laughs> we really need to get on with the show here. Uh <laughs> So let's jump in. We don't have a theme this week. We're just talking a hodgepodge. We got movies. We got some shows. Let's go. I uh, don't know what more to say. Somebody else go. David, why don't you start? Because I can't stop fucking laughing. Uh, all right. My first pick this week is Underworld. The first one. 2003. 
Under cover of night, vampires engage in an age-old battle with their sworn enemy, the Lycans, a clan of violent werewolves. Selene, a vampire orphaned in the wake of a bloody Lycan attack, works for the vampire clan as a trained killer. When the Lycans take a mysterious interest in Michael Corvin, an exceptional mortal doctor, Selene struggles to save him. Says, no. Um, but the first one's great. It's it's a great action sort of horror mashup. Um, it's got a really great cast: Kate Beckinsale, um, Bill Nye, Michael Sheen, um, somebody named Scott Speedman. <laughs> what else? You're is, just reading. All what else things. is he in? I am. I am. Did he? Is he in other things? I would assume at some point in his career he was in something else. I because like I always did think that he lo- looked kind of familiar, but I never could place him. Anyway, um, this movie made me kind of fall in love with Kate Beckinsale. I had a I had a major crush on her for a while after seeing this. Yeah, totally understandable. Yeah, who didn't? Yeah, yeah, looking all super goth and sexy in that uh, le- that trench coat and the tight. Danny McBride was a screenwriter for this. Fun. What? That's a piece of little little tidbit I didn't even know. It's very interesting. That is interesting. Huh. Well. <laughs> No, wait we learned. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not the same Danny McBride. I was gonna say it's not oh, hyperlinked. Okay. Is that I'm, maybe that's I'm just seeing, a just Sarah's name? Do you see the picture I'm seeing though? Are you guys looking at Rotten Tomatoes as well? Like scroll down to the cast and crew, not just where it says writers. It has a picture of Danny McBride there as well. I think <laughs> that they get confused because there was apparently at one point. This actually hold on. This has two Danny McBrides as the screenwriter. So yeah, this has to be a mistake. This is this is a mistake. Yeah. It is a different Danny McBride. Okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely two different found. ones. He is listed on here twice. What's going on, Rotten Tomatoes? Get your shit together. <laughs> anyway, more anyway. about Underworld. <laughs> yeah, uh it's on Netflix. And that's that's pretty much why I watched it. I was just kind of scrolling through and I was like, Yeah, let's give this one a, another shot because that's a good movie. This is a good one, for sure. I agree. It was a lot of fun. Definitely worth checking out again if you haven't. If you have seen it, check it out if you haven't. It's a little slice of early 2000s fantasy horror. Yeah. Or something. Or something. Or something. Uh, Keith, why don't you go next? Yeah, sure. I'll go. Um, my wife and I just watched this show, also on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. And um, I, I really quite enjoyed it. And it is called This Is Pop. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And it's about a lot more than just the the pop music that you're thinking about. It's it's kind of a deep dive into some pop. And I really hope it goes beyond this first season because they touched on a lot of pop that I wanted to hear about that they didn't talk about. Um, It kind of goes off the rails near the end. I don't know how deep you guys got into it, but... I don't know. The last episode kind of lost me. It was it was almost like a history lesson in in like the startings of pop, and it was really interesting. But it wasn't as grabbing as some of these other episodes were, uh, where you know they just kind of look in at this little niche area of different uh, genres like country or or rap or anything, and how pop influenced some of those artists as well to just become major top forty pop stars. Um, and it's a really cool show. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Did either of you get to get to watch this one? I did. I, um, I got the first, uh, one and a half episodes down. Um, 
So you got and to it, see what like boys to men and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think my favorite part so far was uh, <laughs> Usher, not when uh, T-Pain was telling the story about uh, <laughs> talking to Usher and he was just like, man, you fucked up music. And I was like, oh no, poor T-Pain. I felt so bad for him. And it sent him into like this like 10 year depressive spiral. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it actually turned out to be quite a bit more interesting than I had. I, I started watching it and my initial impression was this is going to be, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I had all kinds of, of shit popping up and it was, it was not I w- what I was thinking. I was right and there with you. Yeah. It, it turned out to be a, a great deep dive into the the formation and history behind Boys to Men and their and their influence on the music scene. And then uh, the next episode was about uh, Auto Tune and its influence and and just like the the tendrils that went out and everything that it affected. And um, I think that if you are a music buff, uh, especially music history, this is this is right up some your alley. I agree. It touches on so much more than just your your general pop artists. And and then it touches on them as well. So it, it's pretty cool. You got to watch some of it too, Spencer? Yeah, I got through the first I don't actually I don't think I watched the first episode. I watched uh I saw the one about the was it ABBA? Oh, yeah. Um and then some of the Auto-Tune episode. Um yeah, it's just it, it is really grabbing. Like you don't have to be a fan of these artists to still really enjoy the documentary. Um I mean, I'm yeah, one of those I mean, people who watch a documentary about, you know, anything was, as long as it's made well. Yeah, I was never a 14 year old girl when Boys to Men were super popular. So never in Mo- Motown Philly. <laughs> not really. No, I mean, I I have heard all these songs because I've just had ears and existed in the world, but I've yeah. never like sat down and listened to Boys to Men. Sure. Well, me and my brother had several Boys to Men albums. We were all about that shit. Fuck yeah. But yeah, doing a little doing a little East Coast swing. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were we were sitting there trying to harmonize like a couple of white boys. <laughs> I was just smart enough to know that I never could do that. So <laughs> right on. Uh, so check it out. This is Pop currently streaming on Netflix. 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 Uh, so in that vein, why don't we talk about another Netflix original that just dropped? Uh, and that is the. New movie, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines is a new CG movie, uh, original to Netflix. Starring, er, it's about young Katie Mitchell who embarks on a road trip with her proud parents, younger brother, and beloved dog to start her first year at film school. But their plans to bond as a family soon get interrupted when the world's electronic devices come to life to stage an uprising. With help from two friendly robots, the Mitchells must now come together to save one another and the planet from the new technological revolution. Um, now this, frankly, does star Danny McBride. It, it does. <laughs> um, so Danny Mc- the, the cast, first off, is, is well worth mentioning. Uh, Danny McBride, uh, Abby Jacobson plays the main character, Katie. Uh, Maya Rudolph plays the mom. Danny McBride plays the dad. Eric Andre is in it. Um, it's just a great cast all around. Uh, and it's just a really well-made movie. Uh, the story really grabbed me. Um, it's heart-wrenching. It's, it'll make you laugh so much you're crying. It'll make you cry from being so heartfelt. Um, and it's just a really well-made. It, the animation style really stood out to me as well. Like I said, it's computer generated, but it also feel, felt like it had a lot of um, 
like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse vibes. It had, it had a, a unique animation, animation yeah. style. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like the most to me was was like into the Spider-Verse. Um well you're kind of getting to see things through this this character's eyes, the, the right. Abby Jacobson and so like certain things are happening and like it, it's almost like she's writing about it in her notebook and like some hearts will flash up around the person she really loves. It, it's it's really cool. And then like the little clips of of realism, like I said, thrown in there. It just gives it a nice little flair to the to the computer generated stuff. It does. Um and it's just fun. It's a really fun movie. It grabbed my attention from start to finish. Um Laura's the one who actually told me about this. She had watched most of it first. And then kind of, I think she got like halfway through and was like, I should stop and wait for Spencer. He'd love this. So we did. And we sat, we watched the whole thing start to finish. It was just fantastic. I, I could watch it 10 more times and be happy. I did the same thing. I sat down with Lauren and, and we, we just absolutely loved it. Loved the characters, loved everything. Uh, Danny McBride sounds surprisingly like Seth Rogen several times throughout this movie. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You, you definitely get a, like they have a very similar voice when they're saying certain things. Um, I really, I really liked him in this, uh, as I do in everything. Eric Andre played a great character as well. I like the story, man. The robots are great. There's, there's just a lot of good stuff to this one that it, it makes you feel all the feels. Like you said, you're, you're laughing your ass off and then it just punches you straight in the, the heart balls. Yeah. And, um, it was actually, I didn't even realize this, it was produced by Chris or Chris Miller and Phil Lord, the guys who did uh, all the Lego movies. Yeah, it had a, a, f- a funness to it, like like those movies do. Yeah, kind of a irreverence, I don't know, uh, um, didn't take itself too seriously, and yeah. really just got to play around and have fun, and it, it worked, it worked great. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, anything else you want to say? I, I just thought it was a wonderful David, movie, David and everybody needs his... to see it his opinion on it. I want to hear what he's got to say. We talked a little bit about it at the start. What, what, what um, do you think, Dave? I do want to finish it off. I, I watched about a quarter, a third of it. And, uh, I, I was not as hooked as you guys, uh, seem to have been, but I wasn't like repulsed by it either. Um, the one thing that I did want to point out was, uh, they got an actual pug to play Monchi. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast <laughs> list. Doug, the pug. Yeah. The, the, Doug, the, the Manchi, the pug is like my favorite. His, the, his character is just so much fun throughout the whole thing. There were there were definitely a couple parts where I laughed pretty pretty good, but uh, I I think I need to to keep going. I was not like super hooked on it. I don't know. I think everybody in your house could sit down and enjoy that one too. I I thought I thought it was just a fucking fun movie. I, I we do think that it would would appeal time. to to a, a younger. I think I. Maybe it was just my mindset going into it because it is like a a definite like family type movie, right? Yeah, it's definitely got something for everybody. Um, but it's yeah, it's not it's PG. That's for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I loved it. Everyone should check it out. It's the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's currently on Netflix. Uh, David, Ben, go sir, again. go again, go again, go again, go 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 now, go again, go again, is it my turn? Yeah. All right. My second recommendation this week is Shutter Island. This is a 2010 Martin Scorsese flick. I remember watching this in theaters with uh, my good buddy, definitely not Spencer. Um, The implausible escape of a brilliant murderess brings U.S. Marshal Teddy Daniels and his new partner 
to Ashcliff Hospital, a fortress-like insane asylum located on a remote, windswept island. The woman appears to have vanished from a locked room, and there are hints of terrible deeds committed within the hospital walls. As the investigation deepens, Teddy realizes he will have to confront his own dark fears if he hopes to make it off the island alive. Um, so this is a mystery type movie. It's got a it's a mystery with a with a big twist um, that I'm not going to even begin to try to spoil because there's a lot to unravel with it. But uh, it's a star studded cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley. It's just like it's all over the place. Very familiar faces. <laughs> Um, and it's like I said, a Martin Scorsese flick. It's it's got this this atmosphere about it that I mean, only he can really seem to nail. It's very much like a neo noir, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, um, yeah, and and it and it gives these almost Agatha Christie vibes. You know, the it, the movie starts off with them on a ferry headed out to this inaccessible island, and a storm rolls in, and it's even more inaccessible, and it just like mounts on the anxiety as as it goes yeah this whole movie is just a ball of anxiety it's great it's it's um i mean it's definitely not scorsese's best flick but it is well worth the watch it is fucking great the the cast is awesome the story's awesome it keeps you on the edge of the seat and then it has you going what the fuck at the end and in a really good way it it's not like uh i don't know some of these later Shyamalan twists were just like what the fuck dude but this is like a oh what the fuck and it's yeah. it's good this is a good one Spencer what do you think of this movie I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen Shutter Island <laughs> thanks for calling me out you knew that too <laughs> son of a bitch you knew what you were doing oh I did <laughs> uh no I I intend to get to it uh I did not get to this this time around but I I intend to um yeah you it's, should really it's watch one it. of the be... one of the very few martin scorsese movies i've never seen i'm just like amazed that the movie i the blu-ray like immediately yeah. after i i would be a little bit okay i'm one surprised that the movie elitist hasn't seen this already and two would be a little bit surprised if he doesn't already own it just like still vacuum wrapped i might i'd have to go yeah. look <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I'll have to check. I'll let you know. Well, um, anyway, it's on Netflix, so watch it. Watch it, uh, Keith. What you got? That's me. Uh, this next show I've got is an HBO original miniseries from back in early two thousands, uh, two thousand eight, and it is a show called Generation Kill. This is a seven-part miniseries about uh, an elite Marine unit in the first weeks of the Iraq War, based on the book by Evan Wright, a reporter who was embedded in the first recon battalion as they crossed the border from Kuwait. And man, this is a fucking hell of a show. This is one of my favorite uh, modern war depictions. I thought it was it. It gave a very non-glorified depiction. It had every character you could think of that would be a part of a marine crew slapping them into this uh this convoy and they go on a wild fucking ride this is this is quite a a war story and one of my favorites like i said that the characters are great the the ride they go on is 
terrifying. Did you guys get to watch any of this? What what did you guys think of this? I binged the whole thing after I saw the first episode as part of your recommendation. I watched every episode shortly after. It's that kind of thing where it'll suck you in and just grab a hold. You got to get to the end. Yeah. Um it was it was really good. What struck me the most was the stark contrast it drew between the very few and far between scenes of of you know action of of combat with the the long boring um mundane almost um moments that they had to fill their time with uh where you and that's where the character development really shines yeah um so it's a very stark contrast it works really well uh, it really made the show a, a, a human-centered, a, a, a character-driven series. It was really, I really loved it. Yeah, and and to that, it it adds to the effect of of a non-glorified thing where you're living this hot, muggy, boring life where all, you're talking about the same shit every day, listening to the same stories, getting exaggerated in different ways every single day, playing the same games for that hour of craziness that you lose six of your friends just to go back to the mundane the next day it's it's just it's wild man it's crazy to watch you get to watch much of this david not a whole lot just uh just a little bit of I, I think i got like the first half of the first episode um but yeah it's got just this atmosphere about it that i do want to watch more i need to get more of this in yeah i think you'd You'd really like it all the way through. Um, Alexander Skarsgård is is the guy that plays Sergeant Brad Iceman uh, Colbert. Colbert is um, he's just so good. He's got such a cool demeanor, but when shit's hitting the fan, you you also see him come alive in a different way than the rest of his squad. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching him throughout this series as well. He was an incredible character. I agree. He's he's fantastic in just about everything I've seen him in. Um, and he really brought that 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 character, this multi-dimensional character, to life. Yeah, but yeah, check it out, HBO. I don't know if there's much else I could say about it. It's it's seven episodes. Each episode is I don't know, a little over an hour. It's so worth the binge. Absolutely, um, worth a watch. Go check it out. Uh, HBO, you said? Yeah, HBO. Uh, Generation Kill on HBO Max. Uh, finally, I guess that brings it to me. Um, my final recommendation this week is one that it was a, uh, a tribute to my sister because she has been bugging me for months to check this show out um, and telling me I need to talk about it here on, on the podcast. Uh, and for some reason, it just never got around to it. And finally, I sat down, put it on, and it was another one. I binged it straight through. It is the Amazon original series Patriot. Uh, Patriot follows an intelligence officer who takes an undercover assignment in Iran, but PTSD spells, incompetency in the federal government, and challenges of keeping his cover spark an onslaught of debacles that put the mission in danger before it even starts. So it's basically about this uh, this deep cover intelligence officer who works uh, non-official cover posts, and he's got to go to work for this engineering firm as pretending to be an industrial engineer uh, as they do work out of Luxembourg, who then does work out of Iran. So that's his, his way in. And by the time he gets hired to this firm and gets to Luxembourg, everything just starts going to shit. Uh, Everything starts falling apart. 
and it's everything that ensues. It, it is a very dark comedy, um, kind of a, a comedy of errors. And watching these these this intelligence officer and the people who he's working with commit all this just absolute I mean dumb shit. I don't know. I don't know even I don't know where I'm going with that. But um like I said, it's a dark comedy. It's definitely worth a watch. It's probably the best um like intricate plot scenarios, you know, where where there's a hundred different things all going on at once and they all come together in the final episode for a, a huge culmination twist. Um, it, it's probably the best show I've seen lately that, that really pulls that kind of, uh, that, that scenario that, um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is the scenario. We'll call it that, uh, yeah, that pulls it off. You know what I mean? The what I was laughing at your word, the scenario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I was, I don't know. I was going on a train there that didn't know where it was taking me. Uh, yeah, you know, where, where you just got these intricate plot devices all weaving their way, you know, to the, the same culmination. It all comes together. It's just, it's really good. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, I don't yeah, know what I else only, to say. It's Patriot. You guys watching any? I only got one episode in and I really, really want to keep watching it. And um, yeah, I'm going to challenge you in that. Like things are going to shit even before he gets the job. Like think this this starts off on such a like uh, oh <laughs> yeah oh shit yeah. level like things are just popping off immediately um uh, and it's it's intriguing that that very first episode has me wanting a lot more i'm really excited to watch more of this show you absolutely should it's it's fantastic the cast is great um the one real standout or two two real standouts were terry o'quinn uh of lost fame and kurtwood smith from that 70s show are both in it yeah, they're awesome too. Just in the the one episode that I got to see. Did you watch any of this, David? I unfortunately wasn't able to get any of this down. Because... Definitely check it out. Just after that first episode, this is something that you would really like to. I think I think you could get down on this for sure. Lastly, the other thing I wanted to touch on is it really deals with mental illness really well. Um, you'll you'll notice it the further on it goes, but um, the main character is most certainly clinically depressed. And and seeing him how he deals with that as a as an undercover intelligence officer for the CIA is both hilarious and kind of sad. Yeah. Um. You know. So so check it out. It, it it deals with it really well. So yeah, check it out. Patriots on Amazon Prime. Cool. And that's it. We're out of recommendations for the week. That's it. Yeah, I did want to say that I I was able to watch the Tomorrow War. Yeah. And um. Yeah, it's it, it might be the worst movie of the decade and all at the same time incredibly enjoyable and I can't say I absolutely hated it, but it's fucking trash. It's it's yeah. it's so bad. Why they did the things they did is just so beyond me. The time travel was not important and completely unnecessary. Stupid and it was really dumb the way they did it. They're said to they're sending people back in time to ask people to come forward in time to just die. Like if it's like our population's dwindling, let's bring you untrained people that have no idea what you're facing forward in time and just kill you off. Like you have a worse chance of surviving this than we do. And we're going to bring you forward in time. Anyway, it just didn't make sense. Go back in time 30 years and spend that 30 years getting ready to fight the fucking aliens. What, did, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, none of it makes any sense. It's a horrible movie with really great monsters and awesome action scenes, and I don't know how to feel about it. I don't either. The monsters were great. 
I really liked of the the sound, the style of the monsters, the intelligence of them. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, I really believe that this is the the alien race that came and, and fucked shit up. But as as you get more and more information about it, there's the the cleverness, the I don't know, it's great monsters, great monster flick, and and the worst movie I've seen in the past ten years for sure. Yeah, for sure. Terrible sci-fi, awesome monster movie. Yeah. Uh right on. That will be our little bit of extra content this week, then is bashing the tomorrow war while praising it a little <laughs> more. Uh for two episodes in a row um right on so let's uh wrap it up then thank you everyone for listening uh don't forget to check us out on facebook twitter discord join our discord uh check out our website three guys one up.com you'll find a link to our patreon on that website uh become a patron that'd be cool help us uh help support the show we'd appreciate it and uh with that we're done we'll see you all next week for a theme a theme What is gonna it? have a theme? Gonna have a theme. I'm not surprised you don't remember, David, because you haven't put your picks. <laughs> what <yet>. is? It? <laughs> no, he's he's adding to the suspense. <laughs> 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 All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week.